It's about getting into schools and talking to young people because, you know, I, I know that people can change. Uh, and, it, and it's about talking to people and getting them to understand and perhaps step back from violence and, and prejudice and whatever. And we just need to work together and keep on the good fight there. Absolutely. Hey there, guys. We are ecstatically happy to announce that we are associated with the Sophie Lancaster Foundation. The times are changing, and with the unfortunate death of Sophie, those changes have made a massive impact for the future. If Sophie was with us still today, I can guarantee what you are doing will still be reaching so many lives of young teenagers, young adults, and those who wish to be as different as possible. So thank you very much. To find out more about this incredible foundation and all the work they do, and more importantly, how you can help, head on over to www.sophielancasterfoundation.com. Hey, Jamie, do you like being cosy? I do. And do you like staying cosy? I like that even more. Then just head on over to www.staycosyclothing.com where you can find hoodies, tees, sweaters, and much, much more. And just enter The Chronicles as one word at checkout to receive 10% off your order. And make sure you follow them on the Instagram at Stay Cozy Clothing to keep up to date with all the new designs. Remember, guys, that's The Chronicles as one word at checkout to receive 10% off your order. And now back to this week's episode. It's Boba Fett here, and you're listening to the Chronicles of Podcast, as you wish. Remember, he's no good to me dead. Three course meal with my ass, boys. Welcome to hashtag WBW Way Back Wednesday. And these are the chronicles of Jarrett Reddick. Why Jarrett this week, Jamie? Well, we're talking to record producer extraordinaire Toby Wright on Friday. So why not get in another extraordinary musical gentleman in the pop punk legend? That is Jarrett Reddick. I love how you started throwing your own shapes then when you were introducing yeah. me. <laughs> it's a music-based interview. So here we Fuck go. Yeah. Doing our, uh, we're voguing, guys. We're voguing in our own interview. All right. No, I'm joking. Uh, but yeah, Jarrett, this is one of our early, early, like early interviews that we did way back at the beginning yeah. of the pandemic almost. Um, and it was funny because obviously getting a caliber guest of Jarrett Reddick's, you know, stature, we were both like, um, yeah, it's going to be good. I'm excited. This is our Shit. first big guest. It was our first big And we're like, hi, Mr. Reddick. Yeah. Hiya. 
Um, I think we got there like an hour early. <laughs> I think so. Yes, I know. Remember, we were pretty damn early. Um, my one thing that I absolutely hate about this interview, which the YouTube people are going to find out, is my camera cuts out like 15 minutes into it. So it's literally Tom, Jarrett, and a silhouette emoji man of no. me. No, did yeah. it cut out? Yeah, I'm there for like 15 minutes, if that. Oh, Jay. It sucks, but, but it's fine. Because the interview is incredible. The interview is amazing. Like, we had so much fun talking to Jarrett. Never in a million years thought we'd ever be able to talk to people that have influenced us growing up. Like, you know, Girl the Bar Guys One was such a massive tune when we were teenagers. And they were just like, you know, when they were taking the piss out of Stained uh, Slipknot uh, and Limp Biscuit. And uh, yeah, it was just a glorious interview that they were meant to play WrestleMania. But obviously the pandemic stopped all of that. Um, just some incredible stories from a true, genuine hero. Uh, and also, Jarrett, I just want to throw out and be like, go Steelers, boy. We made the fucking playoffs. <laughs> fucking right, we did. <laughs> oh, my God. But we'll talk all, you can hear all about that on Friday in the show. Um, but yeah, I'm just saying, I'm just pumped. I've been so excited to release this episode because it's, you know, it's been in the ether for so long and we haven't heard it for so long. So I'm, I'm excited for all the chronicles of the fans that everyone, you know, the listeners that we have get to enjoy this just beautiful interview. It's incredible. And since then, they've been really busy boys. They went and recorded an album. Jarrett put a post out like two days ago saying he just listened to the full album for the first time and he got really emotional because it's that good. And it's got a great name as well. Pop Drunk Snotbread. <laughs> Fucking brilliant. And obviously... <laughs> That's so good. <laughs> and obviously last year, they released their cover of Where's the Love by Hanson with Hanson which is my favourite Hanson song. So that made me very, very happy. Such an incredible cover. So just, oh, we love you, Mr. Reddick. We do. I don't think we need to sell this anymore, Reed, to be honest no, with I you. I don't think we can. The name itself will, will bring bring the people in Damn and right. hopefully you all enjoy listening to this as much as we did recording it. It was so much fun. Jamie! Hello. <laughs> Final words. No, Mr. Reddick, thank you so much for coming on. This was absolutely amazing. I really hope we get to do this again one day in the future. Just can't wait for the new album. Yes, please. Fingers crossed. Very much excited for the new album. Ladies and gentlemen, these are the chronicles of Jarrett Reddick. Barfightians, we have a very special guest with us today. This man is a legend in the world of punk and music in general, as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> I remember first discovering them back in 2002 when a certain lyric made a whole generation go, what the fuck is a two-way? Because I still to this day have no idea. <laughs> Since then, his music has a special place in my heart, not only from hearing them on Phineas and Ferb's song, thanks to my son making me watch it a million times a day, but simply just being so damn fun and awesome. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Superhero Bar Fight from everyone's favourite band, Bowling for Soup, Mr. Jarrett Reddick. Yay! <laughs> Guys, what an intro. Holy shit. Thank you. I was quite, pr I was quite proud of that. <laughs> and so spot on. Everybody's favourite band. You're so right. Everybody yeah, I know. Right. So, Everyone's you know? go-to. <laughs> yeah, I don't mind. I don't mind that. You know, like I, uh, I, I don't mind being the, you know, you can mess around, you know, during the wee hours of the evening, but when it's time to really, you know, take it home, little BFS, nothing wrong with that. Yeah, not exactly. <laughs> um, so I don't know how America have done this, but have you had any sort of lockdown? And if so, how's it been? Uh, yes, we have. So we did, so pretty much we've been... I mean, it all started around the 19th of March, really, for us. Um, and so it was, we were really, 
lockdown, lockdown for a few months, and then uh, we kind of gave ourselves a little bit of a break, but then went back into it, and now we're sort of being forced out because of the way that they're doing some of the schools and things like that. Um, so yeah, I mean, you know, it's been okay. I mean, it, you know, it's, I mean, we're, I feel lucky that there's things that I can do to yeah. keep, you know, keep busy, keep income coming in, keep trying to, you know, make people happy, sing songs to people, tell jokes, you know. So um, first few weeks of it were pretty tough, though. I mean, just because I just saw my calendar, like, instead of things getting up on my calendar, um, things just were disappearing. And then yeah. then we cancel a year's worth of shows, and that's um, it's a really big financial hit, you know. I mean, we're, we're, um, we're a working band, you know. We're not... You know, I think a lot of people, and I talk about how famous we are all the time, and I'm not joking, but um, we could be more famous. And uh, quite frankly, we're not, you know, we have to work. We're not, uh, we're not rich and famous, you know, we're just famous. So, uh, yeah, I, um, <laughs> it's, it's one of those things where it was, it was just the way that I do our business, I knew we'd be okay for a little while, but, um, you know, it's definitely been... You know, there's, there's, uh, it's, you know, I don't know. There's no real, it's just fucking crazy is what it is. It is mental, isn't it? It's been absolutely insane. I mean, Britain is still on some sort of, I think it's like their individual lockdowns now rather than the whole country. Yeah. Um, but I mean, yeah. I've, I've not been working for five months now and yeah. I literally want to smash my face against the wall. <laughs> yeah. No, I feel you, man. I mean, you know, that's just it, right? It's like, um, you know, I, 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 I got myself really busy. My, my two main jobs uh, being Bowling for Soup, uh, you know, as a musician. And then um, I play a character for a pizza place here in the States called Chuck E. Cheese for their advertising uh, oh, and, cool. my, and my voice acting thing. And so what I did, I mean, Chuck E. Cheese got really busy trying to entertain kids that were home and couldn't come to the restaurants. And so that was, that was work, work for me. And then I just started scheduling tons and tons of online shows and uh, I did, you know, I've done like 70 something shows since mid-March. So, um, you know, I, I've, I've definitely managed to, to just keep myself busy and, and, uh, and not go crazy. That's the main thing. Yeah, definitely. I think it's good. Did you learn anything new at all? Or was it just literally music and Chuck E. Cheese? Um, I mean, yeah. I mean, you know, I'm, I'm always out there definitely trying to get better at things that I'm not good at. But I, I don't ever... I, I don't really need to be an expert at, say, video editing, but it's nice to get better at it. Yeah, you know, yeah. There. Um, you know, I can engineer my own demos, but I don't really necessarily need to be able to engineer an entire album. Yeah. So I'm sort of selective in what I put my put into my head these days just because I don't, you know, I want to make sure that I'm still thinking about you know, songs and things like that. So, yeah, I've been writing for the last few weeks because we're going to start a new record in um, in September. And, uh, well, God, here in a couple of weeks, actually. And uh, so, you know, I, yeah, yeah, I mean, you know, yeah, I've learned a few things here and there. I mean, I've, I've definitely, <laughs> I mean, I've learned, uh, you know, like I, whenever we started, okay, actually, here we go. When this whole thing started, you know, I had producers for my podcasts and I still do have a producer, but he can't come here. So I'm having to do Jared goes to the movies, which is six cameras. And I'm running all of that from the computer and being the main voice of it and all of that. So 
yeah, yeah. so yeah so, so there's that and then you know a few things here and there so you know i mean i'm no frank turner he's been taking classes on like mixing records and shit and like has he literally has taken it's something crazy like 40 hour 40 like education hours of this thing and i'm just like i i don't know i got three kids man yeah, we've got homework as well. Yeah, I know Goldfinger were doing um, lockdown videos of their songs, but they're all in their individual homes. Yeah, yeah, it's awesome. great. Great stuff. And, you know, we um, we kind of did that with our video for uh, Erase Me um, that we that we released a couple of uh, – I guess it's been about a month ago. Um, but we're kind of not set up – Goldfinger's an interesting study because they all are in different bands, and so they're all set up to do that from their own home, whereas, yeah, like yeah. – mm. I'm the only one that streams music from my house. So like for us to get Chris to the place that he would be able to do, that would be like, first of all, starting over, but then like trying to teach him that shit. Yeah. Well, and also cause we're social distancing too. So like, you know, I mean, we still haven't even been in the same room together. So that that won't happen for another couple of weeks. So it's been weird. It is a weird time. I have noticed during these crazy COVID times, you've uh, you've been very active on everyone's new favorite social media platform, TikTok. Yeah, so I, um, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I was, and I needed to get back on there because I was kicking ass. Um, and then uh, it's just, man, just one more thing, you know, that you got to do. And it's like, I have had a couple of weeks where I've, I've just been like, you know, I don't know. I don't feel like, fucking doing anything funny right now and then then i gotta do something else but you know it's uh i, I kind of like the tiktok thing i thought oh, when dude, I, it's I, really fun yeah when i first got on there everybody was like isn't that for like little girls and i was like <laughs> i don't fucking know actually i i gotta be honest like I, is it because if it is i mean i don't know there's all i'm seeing is girls shaking their tits and like and it's just it's crazy it's it's magic tricks girls shaking their bums and their and their tits and then, um, you know, and then kids. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah there's kids on there. Two things that stood out to me from, like, looking at your TikTok, because, I mean, is, you um, did a, a duet, as they called on there, with the guy that rewrote the lyrics for 1985. Yeah. It was so cool. What did you think of that when you first heard it? Oh, man, I thought it was so great. And then I, you know, I just thought, well, what better way to do it than I'll just sit here and watch him do it and get into it and while I'm holding my platinum album, you know, from uh, <laughs> 1985. And so I, uh, I just, <laughs> I just had my platinum album just there, just, uh, Hey, whatever. And I got a double platinum one now. So I hope he does another version of it one. Cause I, I, I really want to show that one off. And it was stemming on from that as well. From your tip. That's, that's what I love about this thing. You just find all sorts of, find out that 1985 was actually sort of a cover song. Which I don't yeah, know many people of. know that. Yeah, sort of. I mean, you know, it's funny. It's because it gets out there, you know, that like, you know, it's, it's, it's a, it's a funny thing, you know, how, how people react to things, you know, where, you know, someone finds out that a band didn't write a song and they're like, oh my God, it's not even theirs. And it's like, you know, most things you hear on the radio, that person didn't write that, you know, yeah. and even the bands that you know, kind of read the fine print a little bit and not a lot of times, but this situation was even different than that because they had done the song and then sent it to me. And um, at first I was like, ah, I don't really know. And, uh, but, you know, listening into it and being like, okay, well, I mean, if everybody else around me thinks that this is a hit, then, you know, shit, why not? It's a good song. 
but it it needed to be more bowling for soup. Their version is uh, is very SR seventy one. But yeah, they uh, they definitely released it first in Japan, and um, you know, I uh, it's it's not something that we've ever. The funny thing is, is that people people realize it and think that they've discovered the fucking moon, and it's not like we've ever said, you know, like I fucking have been telling that story since two thousand four, you know, like I've been telling that song, uh, telling the story of that song longer than most people that are interested in the story have been alive. Yeah, but people love jump on shit, don't they? Because they yeah, discover shit like, oh my god, have you seen this? Like, yeah. Right now, you're making me feel foolish. Yeah. You know, it's, it, it's, it's one of those things though, where it's like, you know, um, a lot of our songs are co-writes. I mean, um, I wrote uh, girl, the bad guys want with Butch Walker. I wrote um, high school never ends with Adam Schlesinger. May he rest in peace. Um, my first friend to die of COVID. It, he was in a band called fountains of Wayne. Um, oh, and yes. thus bring, bring, really. it, yeah, yeah. bring it all back to Stacy's mom. Right guys. Um, <laughs> so uh yeah but you know you, you don't all you know you don't really think about the fact that uh even you know most most bands you know that are in the studio with producers that are writers or whatever are are are, are pitching in for that kind of shit but there you go one thing i've always loved about volume soup is the music videos you know, they are so much fun and you guys look like you're having such a blast and making them and whatnot. A personal favorite being High School Never Ends. It's such a fun video. Are, yeah. Are the music videos as much fun as they look when finished or can they be an absolute fucking nightmare? Kind of both. I mean, they're, they're all fun in that, you know, we get to hang out and, and usually the circumstances are weird. Like, you know, 1985, we rented a fucking neighborhood, you know, like we literally <laughs> had, like we controlled the neighborhood and we were like, people couldn't come to their own homes because we had paid them money to to have this area. And then almost like we actually had that school for a day and a half, you know, and then, um, you know, so things like that. Um, high School Never Ends was really fun because school was actually going on in that school while we were filming that day. And oh, so, so we cool. had this little place where we just called it Texas and we had this tent inside a small room but next to the gymnasium where like we were under that tent and we we're in there drinking and just you know doing rock star shit and there's kids walking by like you know that are in the floor. <laughs> um but so that one was really fun to make um punk rock 101 uh i'll give you a little insight into that one that one was fun for a while but that was a 26 hour shoot and oh. So by the time we were doing the uh, live part, that was the last thing that was shot. So if you'll notice on that one, like I know I always make funny faces anyway, but I'm really like my eyes are like really bugged out. Like just I'm like really because I was so tired. I had already been drunk and sober twice. Like <laughs> and, we were, and we're just now making the thing, right? <laughs> and, and so – we get to the to that part, and the directors are yelling at me, Jarrett, open your eyes, open your eyes. And I, like the music's really loud, and I'm like, I'm, I'm opening my eyes as big as I go. So literally, if you go back and look at that video, my eyes, you can tell like I'm straining to bug my eyes out uh, the entire time. And, um, you know, oh, more, than, more than natural. So that one was, um, it was fun, but... That one was uh, was a bit of a beating, but for the most part, you know they're cool. I mean, 
it's like anything else that you get into in your life. You know, when you first kind of start doing one, everything's new and exciting. And then by the time you've made 10 or 15 videos, like you start to kind of just be like, why does it take seven people to change that roll of film? And why does it take so fucking long for them to do so? Like, it's just, you just start to really like kind of focus in on like, what the fuck is going on around us right now? Like, why did they need 12 people? Like we have iPhones in the world now. Like just turn your phone around and shoot us and we'll get this in one take, you know, but, uh, Frankly, I keep control over so much. Now we don't really find ourselves in situations where it's it's as monotonous and dumb. Uh, but you know, you can you can definitely find yourselves in those situations where you're just like, I don't really understand why this needed to take twelve hours. You know, like yeah, we should have been here about forty five minutes. Yeah, I would be out of here. I've got shit to do. So yeah, <laughs> like we said, you know, I was actually talking to my friend Ted today, uh, and he was talking about how. Um, Oh, he was talking about their live stream. They, his band had just, his, I'll give him a plug. His band, Don't Panic, had just, his, Ted is Rob, the bass player for Bowling for Soup. Yeah. Uh, that's his brother. So anyway, hit, so they were doing a live stream. And he was talking about how, you know, all of this stuff, and it takes this long to set it up or whatever. And I go, and then they shoot it, and they run it through an Instagram filter anyway. And so it's like, what was the purpose of all of this lighting <laughs> And all of this shit that you just spent four hours on and you're just going to recolor it anyway. Like, um, so yeah. But yeah, videos are super fun to make. <laughs> Did um, Limp Biscuit, Slipknot and Stain get a bit frustrated about the um, Girl of Bagos One video? Yeah, not, so uh, here's the story on that. Slipknot loved it, which obviously because we made them the heroes. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I don't even think we were on Fred Durst's radar. Like I, I've never heard like whether or not he liked it or not. I do know that um, that the guitar player got Wes. I know Wes thought it was funny. Um, Stained, um, he had his feelings hurt pretty bad, and uh, he and I met at Reading 2004 backstage. Our buses happened to be parked together, which was a little wacky. Oh you know? shit! <laughs> and. Uh, so anyway, we had a nice talk, and he was just like, I don't really understand why you chose me. And I go, well, to be honest, you should be flattered because yeah. you're the face of that whole kind of music <laughs> at that time. Like, you're who everybody thought of. It's not like, I mean, yeah, I could put a red head on backwards, but, like, when they see me as you, they know exactly who it is, like, without skipping a beat. And I said, and that video was everywhere. And, and he, he definitely understood, and, and I think – takes it more of, of a comp Nick takes it more now as a compliment than he did, you know, at the time. We're good, man. He and I are good. Good. That's good to hear. I think we've lost our, uh, we've lost Jamie for some reason. I'm here. Oh, you are here? Me. Yeah. Yeah. My camera's just playing up Birmingham. Uh, okay. No worries. That's fine. Sorry, Jared. I do apologize. No, no worries. Technical issues and all that malarkey. <laughs> no problem. Um, but are you missing the road or not? Are you quite happy being at home? Um, I am happy being home. I am a little nervous about like going back on the road because this is the longest I've ever been home. Um, yeah. And I don't really know what, I mean, I, I don't know if nervous, I guess anxious is a better word. Well, it's understandable um, though with everything that's going on. So Yeah. And I just, you know, but I am, I, 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 I want to hear applause, like real, you know, and laughter and just see people smiling and singing and, 
you yeah. know, that's really the thing that I miss. And I miss my friends, you know, but I, I you know, I got to then turn around and just say that, you know, it's been nice to be home. I mean, gosh, my wife and I are like, you know, we were just talking about the other day. We're just like, man, is everything awesome? Or like, what's, you know, it's like, <laughs> yeah, and then like, and you know, it's been nice because my seven-year-old has seen me more than he's ever seen me, you know, in his yeah, life. That's awesome. And, um, you know, I've gotten to do, you know, some projects and things that I, I wouldn't have gotten to do ordinarily. And, you know, I've, obviously been streaming live and gotten you know that down to a science and and things like that so you know there's positives and negatives um but i you know i the the short answer to your question is i do i miss it i i'm ready to go play some shows though i know it's going to be far down the road and that makes me even more anxious because i'm like already kind of nervous like like i said we leave here in a couple of weeks on we're taking a bus up to record this album yeah because we don't want to all fly. And so then we're going to bust it back. But I just am just nervous to be away, you know? I mean, so I don't know. We'll see what happens. Yeah, and this is like a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity, I think, with being at home. I think when we all go back out and do our shit and be like, oh, I wish I was just back at home doing, you know, yeah. fuck all or whatever else. Yeah, um, yeah, so you're so right, man. It's like, I think when, you know, when we look back on this in a few years, we're going to be like, you know what, that wasn't so bad. It was kind of nice. Yeah. I mean, the one thing is, is it's been such a flash. Like, it feels like we just blinked our eyes for me. Like, I blinked. I'm like, I can't believe it's almost september like it i i mean like years have gone by fast before but like it's hard to even recollect and remember things that have happened this year because it's all been such the same like we've woken up the, yeah. that at the same time and we do this and then we have movie night and or we go swimming at this place or blah 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 and it's repeat um whereas most of the time in my life you know as you guys know is is pretty fucking awesome and like I'm out and like doing this and I'm over here and I'm over here and I'm over there, you know? And, and so I'm going to look back on this, I think, and just be like, you know what? That wasn't so bad. I think a lot of people will too, but kids are going to look back on it and just be like, dude, I didn't have to go to school and my dad was <laughs> home all the time and shit. And I like, I, we ate, we ate dinner together and like he made eggs every morning and you know, it was great. And so, um, you know, it's, it's, it'll be interesting to see. Yeah, that's gone stupid. It feels like Tiger King was like two years ago, not six months ago. To just God, what a great way to put it. That is so. <laughs> that is the magical. It's, way it's the barometer for, for the it lockdown. It really yeah. is, dude. That is so smart. I mean, I'm stealing that. I am. I, like any good pop punk musician, somebody says, "I'm gonna just fucking take that shit." Like that's just Love mine. That, that's know? my. That's my. Uh... That's my thing, man. I love it. Yeah, no, no, no. Though. I'm serious. Like, it really does seem like the Tire King was three years ago. You know? <laughs> like, I'll tell you an example of why that is so true. This is so funny, Jamie, because when I was getting ready to come up here, I was on my computer, and I went through some post or whatever, and it was a post that was selling the Tiger King Halloween costume. And I actually thought to myself, Good luck, good lord, that old thing. Like, it is anybody supposed to be for that? No, and, it, and it was literally just like it was just a couple of months ago. Like, in any other time in history, I'd be dressed up as the Tiger King. For <laughs> you know? Oh God, that's 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 such a good analogy. So, 
me and my wonderful co-host here have been massive wrestling fans for the longest time. And uh, obviously early this year, to, to my surprise, I didn't expect this, you dropped a song all about and featuring uh, Alexa Bliss. Yes. Now, I knew she was a big fan of yours, like mm. just from knowing, not knowing her personally, but you know what I mean, knowing, following her as a fan. But how did all that come about? And also, I've got to say, kudos to you guys for including a pet pig in the song. <laughs> yeah, well, we had to, we had to get uh, Larry Steve on there for sure. Um, yeah, you know, um, I was into wrestling when I was a kid, but uh, wrestling was real regional when I was a kid. So, like, you were into the Dallas wrestlers. It wasn't – they didn't do, like, huge, like, arenas and stuff. They did, like, mall parking lots and things, you know. And, and uh, uh, so, you know, I was into it for a while when I was a kid. It was th that music. And um, – but my son, my older son, started getting into it a couple of years ago. And uh, he was just really into just all of the stuff. So I took him to see a, uh, an event here in Dallas. And I had already been, I had been sent a photo of Lexi, like, um, in her Bowling for Soup shirt. But I didn't really know the whole story or anything like that. Um, and so we were, we were sitting there at the event. Terrible seats, by the way, because I last minute thing or whatever. And uh, <laughs> So we were just having so much fun, just trying to get everybody to do the Ric Flair, woo! And like, <laughs> and, and like, my voice is so high and so loud. Like, I can do it almost every time. I can get everybody to do it, you know? And like, but he, he's like, his voice is changing at the time, so he couldn't do it. it was, we were having a blast, man. And um, anyway, Alexa, Alexa comes out, and I go, oh, hey, um, I think that girl is a fan of my band. And he's like, Really? And I said, yeah, let's look it up or whatever. And so I, I looked it up or whatever. And, and you could even see, like, back when she was in high school, she would, like, tweet, like, sitting in math, listening to Bowling for Soup, you know, wishing the bell would ring, you know, kind of thing. And so he goes, you should just send her a message. So I send her a DM on Instagram, I think, and I just go, hey, we're, me and my son are here. Uh, that was awesome. You know, you're Matt or whatever. And she goes, oh, my God, are you here? Are you coming backstage? And I was like, uh, <laughs> um, no, not this time. No, I'm just keeping it low key this time with my, uh, my kid, you know, maybe I'll so anyway, uh, that started a, 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 a dialogue back and forth and I sent her some, some, uh, some merch and she posted about it. And then, um, yeah, she invited my family up to the Royal Rumble. We all went up there and, and uh, met everybody and had had the best time. And then oh, he incredible. came to a show. That's awesome. Yeah, man. She came to a show, our show, and I brought her up during Girl the Bad Guys Want. And she it's just funny because there she is making my children's dreams, like, literally come true. And then she's nervous at my shows going, I can't believe this. Like, this is just the craziest <laughs> thing ever. So, you know, um, but, yeah. And then, so um, – you know, then I was just like, you know, I, I feel like our pop punk is so not represented in that, in that world. And it, and pop punk fans are just, are into wrestling. It's like, I, I just know for sure, because well, like guys like you guys that are, you know, yeah. whatever. So anyway, I just said, uh, I'm going to write a song about her. And so me and my, uh, my friend Linus, who, excuse me who I write a lot of stuff with and who's produced all the albums with me since 2009. Um, I was just like, dude, I want to write a song about this wrestler. Here's what's up. Here's the bullet points. Here's what we're doing. And so we wrote it, recorded it. And uh, I actually sent it to her on her birthday. And uh, she sent me back a, uh, 
a video of, of her listening to it and she was crying and it was just a, you know, kind of a cool thing. And then, you know, we got the WWE to let her come here. They sent a cameraman to do, you know, to uh, do the behind the scenes on the video and they were really behind it. And then before this COVID thing, there was a very good chance Bowling for Soup was going to bring her out at WrestleMania. Oh. And uh, yeah, so, oh which just God. would have been the craziest <sighs> thing. But uh, unfortunately that didn't happen. Due to COVID. Fuck COVID, you prick. <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, it's one of those things, man, where, but you know what you learn, you know, and you guys are young, but the more that you're in like the entertainment business and things like this, you, and you may already know, but you just kind of can't get your hopes up about anything. It's like mm. my wife asks me all the time, like, why don't you get excited about this or this or this? And I'm like, well, because really until it happens in my mind, there's a chance it's just not going to happen. Now, fortunately for me, in my life these days, most of the stuff that, you know, we plan and, and, and this is this and we're going to do this. And most of the time it happens, but you know, there are those things that come through like this theme song or this thing that you're going to do for this commercial or this show over here with these guys you've always wanted to play with and you get your hopes up. It's just disappointment when it doesn't happen. So uh, I, I wasn't to a point where I was like really, really, really excited or telling anybody about it yet. So it, uh, it didn't, it didn't kill me. Yeah. I mean, did you ever see, like, your life heading this way when Bonifacio started? Uh, no, uh, no, definitely not. I mean, because, you know, I'm like anybody else. When I was a kid, I, I got a drum set, and I wanted to be famous. And then I started, you know, then I started my own business when I was 17. And then by the time I was 19, I was just like, you know, music is a hobby, and I went to college, what you guys call university. I got two degrees. And then oh, it wow. was kind of after having a, uh, a young adult and late teenage life of just nothing but responsibility and school and work. Um, Bowling for Soup had started just as something to do in 94 as I was finishing up school. And, um, and uh, so a few things didn't go well for me business-wise. Yeah, And so it was a great opportunity for me to really just go, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to just take a few years and just go pay attention to this little thing that I'm doing over here and see what happens. And, um, you know, uh, so one of the rules of Bowling for Soup has always been, you know, just live every day like, like it's all over tomorrow. You know, yeah. like you just never know. And we've been super fortunate to, to do it this long. And, um, you know, bands bands don't get to get to play sold out shows when they're twenty six years old. That's just not a thing that happens in the world. And we're um, uh, luckily for us, we have a very loyal and amazingly um, just in tune fan base that you know that love each other and us and our songs and the genre and all of that. And so, uh, you know, I, I mean, I, I got off the path, but yeah, to, to your to answer your question, no. It's definitely not something that that I saw, and and even after we started doing it and doing it well, you know, in two thousand three, two thousand four, when we were having you know big hits and stuff, you know, through like two thousand seven, um, when people would ask like, "Where do you see yourself in ten years?" I'd be like, "Well, it's not like I'm going to be forty, like doing fart joke songs, you know." And here I am, <laughs> fucking, you know, forty eight now, and I'm just like. I'm writing fart joke songs to do a record next month. You know? 
<laughs> it's like, well <laughs> yeah, you know, I mean, I don't know. You know, I think um, that's one of the cool things about our genre of, of uh, you know, the whole pop punk thing and even just those who are sort of in our world and not um, – it's kind of timeless, you know? I mean, Rancid, that record just, uh, Out Came the Wolves just turned 25 yesterday. Oh, and, um, I mean, what a fucking amazing record. You wouldn't think that it had been out 25 years, but, no. you know, but uh, you could go put that on right now, and it sounds current, man. It's not like classic rock when we were, we were kids, when I was a kid, you know, so. Um, and, you know, the good things, there's, there's so many of us still going, you know, Newfound Glory and Sum 41 and, um, you know, Blink-182. Green Day doesn't like to be labeled as pop punk, but, you know, they're just going to have to accept it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and, uh, you know, there's, there's so many of us out there that are still doing and then, you know, newer bands like All Time Low and, and uh, Neck Deep, and, you know, that, that's a new, new band, Neck Deep, who's just fucking killing right now. And so, you know, there's, um, there's people that are, that are taking the flag and, and um, you know it's it's good. Longevity is a good thing. And may it keep may you keep going, sir. Man, I, uh, I I I honestly I'm not tired of it. You know, I I get tired. You know, I mean, it's hard to do three weeks on the road. We I don't like days off. Um, my voice does fine. My my body gets you know tired. Yeah. Um, but you know that's just you know I think that's like that with any and you know what man we've. We've done it right in some ways. Um, you know, we've treated our bodies really bad, but we've had a lot of fun doing it. <laughs> and, well, yeah. uh, if you only live you know, once, man, fuck it. Yes, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, I honestly wouldn't change one thing. Um, I wouldn't. That's fucking cool, man. If you, were, if you were on death row then, what would your last meal be? Oh, shit, man. Uh, okay, uh, probably, oh, I know what it'd be. It'd be um, breakfast. I'd, I'd have a breakfast burrito. Nice. Uh, sausage egg breakfast sausage egg and cheese um oh, yes and then uh for desserts i would have uh have you ever been to america yes okay, do you know what baskin robbins is uh oh, yeah, yeah. yes yes okay it's an ice cream place i would have baskin robbins peanut butter and chocolate ice cream oh, with a piece off. with with a piece of birthday cake Spot on, <laughs> and, uh, spot on. And, a, and then I'd drink a six pack of Miller Lite and be like, let's fucking go. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, hold on, maybe a gummy too. Maybe, maybe What's a, a gummy? gummy. Yeah, like What's a gummy. Like oh, a, you want the sweet gummy? You mean like, the, like gummy bears, that sort of thing? No, I mean like a gummy with THC in it. Oh, okay. I'm oh, right. got you, got you, got you. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> As, as I mentioned before, uh, and I know you've probably been asked this about a million times, but I'll be disowned by my own child if I don't mention this. Um, like My son Harrison, as I said, was a huge Phineas and Ferb fan growing up. And he's so excited that I'm talking to you today. He's messaged me early. He's like, Dad, what time are you doing that interview? I'm like, I'm so jealous. <laughs> so I was just how did that come about? You, went, you, know, you ended up working on a Disney show. And yeah. it wasn't just the theme song you did for the show, if I'm correct, was it? Didn't you do Love Handle songs as well? I did, yeah. Well, and non-Love Handle songs. Yeah, I, um, so, uh, I, I mean, so it goes back to doing a bunch of t film and TV stuff. Um, we did Jimmy Neutron. We had done some songs for Sky High and Scooby-Doo, a couple of things here and there. Um, but really, it all came down to the creators of the show, uh, Dan Pavenmeyer and Swampy Marsh, who were writers on the simpsons together and apparently in the simpsons writer room bowling for soup was a popular go-to kind of music to just have on 
<laughs> That's awesome. They uh, they went on to each do their own thing. Swampy created uh, Rocco's Modern Life, and uh, Dan was on uh, was one of the first directors and animators of The Family Guy. And uh, so then they came back to do Phineas and Ferb, and uh, it was I was always the guy. I mean, they they basically were just like, yeah, we want to try to get Bowling for Soup to do this. Um. So I came in, had a meeting. It was great. Uh, and then afterwards, they were like, you know, I know that you do some voice stuff, too. Do you want to you, you maybe read? I'm like, yes, please. So I read for a character. I read for the drummer of Love Handle. I ended up getting cast as the singer for Love Handle, uh, which is way more lines and getting to sing and stuff. But it also opened me up to being able to write more songs with them. So I wrote things that weren't necessarily just um, – I mean, I did – write some love handle songs robot riot and a few other ones but i also did like izzy's got the frizzies and um evil for college credit and uh, you know a few other ones so um usually about two to five songs a season and um then you know when my character was on there and then plus the theme and then you know them animating us on there and so uh you know it was it was nine awesome years and uh super super proud to have been a part of that it's amazing, and like some, my my three year old daughter now has suddenly discovered it thanks to Disney Plus. So I'm getting to watch it all over again, which I'm absolutely loving. And it's yeah. just it's such a fun theme song. I I'd sing along every single episode. You know, most times she goes, "Dad, shush," and I have to stop. But <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, thank you. Yeah, I mean, it, you know, and it's a it's such a it's such a well written show. I mean, it's a it's a good show for for parents because it's not annoying. Like I, I, you know, I think that's the thing is like people, you, you mentioned SpongeBob, which was the number one cartoon forever and, and such a creative and awesome, you know, uh, legacy for that show. But quite frankly, there's parts of that just to, that annoy parents, you know, they're just like, this is annoying. This is annoying or whatever. Phineas and Ferb managed to sort of bridge that whole thing of like not get annoying and then add the music element in every episode and then smart humor that makes it to where, you know, if you're a parent and you're sitting there watching it, you're chuckling to yourself going, okay, that yep. is fun. Yep. And um, so I call it Shrek without the fart jokes. You know, it's, it's, uh, <laughs> it's, it's, it's a, um, you know, those guys are geniuses and I'm, I'm very lucky to be able to call them friends. And, um, you know, I, I've also been very lucky in that they have, um, you know, including me, included me in, in a lot of the, of the stuff and the things. And uh, so I, I, um, again, just, very very grateful for, for all of it have you had like any really weird requests from either producers or tv shows or anything that really odd things to be asked to be do, to do um you know not really like from the from for, especially when you get to like onto television and things like that because you can sort of create a barrier between you and the the show or the people that would ask you to do anything anyway so most of the time it has to get through a few people or uh, okay. i'll just catch wind of it like if it's or like if it's say something for press you know my publicist will go just so you know they asked about this and i'll just go well that's not going to happen and then you know and then but sometimes you know uh, sometimes i'll convince myself to do something that i ordinarily wouldn't do a, a great example um was the um we did during download festival we did a um no it was Reading and leeds two years ago we did a remake of um girl the bad guys want like an updated version for the bbc and 
They oh, wrote the lyrics. Yeah. And I, I wrote, and it, okay, so when I first read it, I was like, man, I could make this way funnier. So maybe, maybe I'll say yes to it, but I want to rewrite it. And then I was just like, man, you know what? Like this, these are people, they know their show. They know their audience. It's fun. It's all in fun. Just go do it. You know? And so, but I was still like, don't tell people I, I wrote this, you know, like, don't <laughs> like, don't try to blame this. Like if these references aren't funny, I'm not taking the, yeah. the, the fall for this. Right. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and so, um, so anyway, we get in there and we do it and it goes viral, like crazy viral. Right. And, um, so, so viral in that for at first I'm thinking, okay, fuck it. I'll just re-record this song now with the lyric. And then, then I, you know, kind of step back and I'm like, okay, wait a minute. Why don't we let that stand on its own? Cause that's a cool thing. And so, you know, sometimes you get asked to do things that you wouldn't ordinarily do, which is like sing different lyrics to your song. Um, yeah. But, why, why'd they write it for you? Why didn't they let you do it? Well, cause it was a radio show and you know, okay. they, they were just like, Hey, we've updated this song and you wrote um, one. <laughs> Yeah, and you know, but but the thing, and again, that was it. I was just like, you know, I don't think I would want, you know, some. They they had already written the bit, so it seemed silly for me to go. Well, I like your bit, but I'm going to raise you. You know, <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to, I like your bit, but I'm going to, I'm going <laughs> to, I'm going to, uh, I'm going to raise you Grammy award winning songwriting. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I suppose Nobody at the end of the day, that. though, it's your baby. You know, that, that's your song. You slaved over that song. It's natural. it's true, man. But you know, I uh, again, I, as I as I look back on it now, it's it it you know those things. Sometimes it's just fun to take a chance. But for the most part, you know, when they ask you to do something really stupid, you know, because everybody thinks they're a genius. Um, you know, when they ask you to do something really stupid, it's pretty simple to get out of it or just be like, no, nah, I don't think so. And you know what? I mean. We're the, we're, the, we're the band that really will do anything. I mean, a good example of that is Kerrang! actually called us uh, – Kerrang! Magazine actually once called us – let me see how they put it. Oh, one of the uh, silliest bands or something like that, like, like we were silly. Like we were put in a category with bands that were just silly, like Insane Cloud Posse, but Insane Cloud Posse or something, because we did a, a naked photo shoot in my kitchen. That naked photo in my – hold on. But that naked photo in my kitchen was their fucking photo shoot. Like, oh. they asked us to do it. <laughs> yeah. And then they were just like, okay, these guys are just silly. And so, um, you know, and I, made that, uh, I made that very, very well clear, by the way. You're um, silly because you said yes to us. <laughs> I, you know what? And maybe that was it. You know, they were like, let's do what we, what they won't do. And there's pretty much not a lot that we won't do. <laughs> yeah. I saw a picture of a band the other day. I'm not going to say the name of the band because they're friends of mine. But I saw a picture of a band the other day that they were in a bathtub and they all had their clothes on, you know. And I was like, man, we've done four naked photo shoots in bathtubs. Like, nothing <laughs> on. Don't even fucking try. Don't even try. Brilliant. I love it. We had, we had one photo shoot where the bathtub was so small that when Gary got in, he actually, there was nothing being covered by water. So we had to put dude <laughs> on his penis so that you didn't see him naked. It's the cover for I'm Gay Now. You can Google it. <laughs> 
amazing. Yeah. True story. Yeah. So cool. Is, there is no part of him that is in that water. <laughs> so you, you've hinted at yourself earlier. You said, you know, um, you're a podcaster yourself. We've uh, two shows, Jarrett Goes to the Movies and Rockstar Dad Show. Yeah. Uh, please tell us more about these shows because regrettably, I only just found out about these when I was doing my research for the show, but I, do, I love the idea of them, especially Rockstar Dad Show. It's yeah, such an yeah. awesome concept. Thank you. Well, I'll start with Jarrett Goes to the Movies. I mean, it started about four and a half years ago, almost five. Um, each week we watch a movie and then we talk about it. You know, it's gone through a bunch of changes and some personality changes over the course of the five years, but you know, we're, uh, we're, we're a successfully, uh, we're crowdfunded. So, you know, the, I don't get any money out of it. I, I just like to entertain people, but, um, fans support the show and that pays the producer and then the co-host and then, you know, buys equipment and things like that. Um, so it's, it's awesome. And so then that crowd community is, is in their own thing and it's real, real interactive and super fun. Uh, it does really well. And then, um, we have another – Gary and I actually have a podcast called The Rockstar Dad Show that we started about two years ago. And uh, basically we just talk about being dads, and we talk to dads, fellow dads that are rock stars. A lot of them are, are literally rock stars, but some of them are comedians. Some of them are actors. Some of them are just CEOs. Some of them are just dudes down the street who are awesome dads. Um, but our guests are, you know, crazy cool and fun and um so we do that once a week and then um we do uh and then yeah and then i do a, another one called the uh the bfs fan page rampage which is really just kind of built around the bowling pursuit fan page um but you know not to be uh you know not to be shoved aside it does a really really big audience um and so you know podcasting is something that i really enjoy and something that you know i've had some shows uh, that I've started to kind of develop um, that, that I'll, I'll kind of work on for a little while. And then I'll kind of put push over to the side because there's something else. And there's always something going on. You know, I, I was planning on recording a country record back in April uh, on my own. And, you know, we got so sidetracked with all of the insanity that, that is the world right now that now I'm doing a new Bowling for Soup record, which I didn't think we were doing this year at all. So it's just, everything's just, ah, let's just do <laughs> stuff. So cool. I love it. I was tempted to ask about solo stuff because before you came on, me and Tom were gushing over Gimme Sympathy. Oh, yeah. Thank you, man. Good song. Yeah, it's a a great song. Totally. Thank you, man. Yeah. um, You know, I, so that's one of the cool things, though, about this is that I've done a bunch of those kind of things. I have, I had one come on, come out this last week. Um, A local guy here uh, who has been offended by everything um, did really well for a while, and they they just disbanded. His name's also Jarrett's, but with two R's and two T's, uh, Adloff. And he he is doing a record on his little label of, um, like, show tunes. And so he asked me to do a, a song off The Greatest Showman called The Other Side with him. And that just came out. And um, I'm doing a song... Um, I'm doing a Disney song with some dudes on Instagram. I have um, a cover of Skid Row, uh, Youth Gone Wild coming out with a bunch of musicians from around Dallas. And oh, so that I can't wait to hear. Oh man, it's it sounds really cool too. I love um, Skid Row, so that I can't oh, wait man. for. I'm stoked. But um, so yeah, there, it's I've had an opportunity to do a bunch of this kind of stuff. And um, solo wise, though, though I do play shows on my own and I do tour. Um, 
I really wouldn't want to just put up, put music out there that was just me unless it was something really different from Bowling for Soup, uh, which is why I, I, um, I was thinking country. But, you know, I mean, I'm always doing other bands and stuff. I have a band called Jurinus with my best friend Linus, and it's like a metal comedy thing. Um, uh, and then um, I have a band with uh, Kelly Ogden from the Dolly Rots called Jarrett and Kelly. We have a record out. And uh, so, you know, just um, – it's always fun to do these, to do all this shit. You are a busy, busy, busy man. Yeah, I, uh, we, I, I just started working on the new JarrettReddick.com and uh, the guy who is trying to organize it all goes, you need more projects in your life. And uh, he was being sarcastic. <laughs> well, that, that beautifully brings me on to one of my, my, one of my questions, actually, because at the start of this episode, uh, this, this interview, sorry, Jamie said that you were a pop punk legend. And I'm going to go with that. I think, or for you know, the whole of Bonnet Pursuits has been around for so long. But I think you should have a book. So yeah. I think you should write a book. And because there's people out there like soccer wives, as I call them, yeah. so football wives over here that are yeah. just married to a famous footballer that have books. They yeah. don't. Deserve, they don't deserve books because yeah. they don't do anything. <laughs> so you know, yeah, you they, know. But you should. I, I think. I think it's something that we'll do. You know, I thought about doing a tell-all book. And then there's just some stories that I guess I don't want my kids to read. Um, <laughs> you know, so I think I'm going to leave those out. And because there's things like, you know, Mariah Carey using a toilet on our tour bus is a great story. And uh, there's a thousand of those. Wait, where what? If we put, yeah, see, you'll have to wait for the book. So you actually are going to write one? Yeah, it's, it's something we talk about all the time, whether, it, whether it'll be something that I do or whether the guys chip in, you know, it's, it's, it's kind of difficult to get, you know, sometimes to get those things. But, you know, and, and you know, like I said, I, I'm kind of jealous because I love Frank Turner and, and we're friends and he's got like three books and I'm just like, and then, and then Butch Walker has two. I'm just like, God damn it, I need to write a book. Yeah, come on. It's not like you're doing anything else. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, get your shit together, Jarrett. Fucking hell. <laughs> I know, man. I gotta, I gotta bear down, guys. Now, if we have time, we like to play a little game with our with our um, guests on the show. Would you be down to pl for, play a little game with us? Absolutely. So, our show is called Superhero Bar Fight. What we do is we take two fictional characters and we basically discuss who would win in a bar fight. Okay. So, hence the name. So, we wanted to get your opinion on some fantasy fights we put together. We put four together. Okay. Sound good? So first one, nice and simple, John Wick versus The Punisher. Oh, okay. So here's the thing. I don't know anything about The Punisher, but I do think John Wick is a freaking badass. Um, so I guess I'll go John Wick, but again, I'm flying blind here. I gotta, I'm just putting my money where, where I know things. That makes sense. I'd probably go with John Wick as well, to be honest. It's, it's a tough one because they're very similar. Yeah. Um, yeah, the Punisher just fucking kills absolutely everything and everyone uh, that right. he can. It's from, it's, I think he's like a, um, he was in the uh, Special Forces, I think. Right. Um, yeah. And he basically never misses. Um, yeah. yeah, so <laughs> um, it's, uh, for me, it's really, I can't call it, but I, I yeah. think because John Wick's John Wick, um, no yeah. one kills a dog. So fucking. Yeah. Yeah. I go you John know, Wick because Keanu is. <laughs> You think, though, about, like, you go back to that first John Wick movie, and I've never seen a movie do this before, but where the kid pisses John Wick off, and the dad, who's the bad guy, just goes, 
I'm not fucking with that guy. You're yeah, yeah. Your <laughs> I'm out. Yeah. Like, I mean, that's a scary motherfucker right there. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Okay, yeah, fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> like it. What, so, we've got Poison Ivy versus Groot. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, well, I'm going to go with Groot just because, first of all, I, I just love Groot. Everybody loves Groot. So I feel what like everybody in the bar would just be on Groot's side. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I like he's not that. wrong. Not wrong. I'm not wrong at all. I like that one. Um, then we've got the dude from The Big Lebowski ah. versus Roy Munson from Kingpin. Two bowlers. Uh, wow, that is tough because the dude abides. This aggression will not stand. Oh, I love you. Um... <laughs> But then Munson, I think Munson, uh, Munson beats the shit out of him, actually, because because uh, because the dude's not going to fight, man. He's, you know, he's just going to get his flip off off and throw it at him. <laughs> <laughs> but who wins in a bowling game? Oh, uh, the dude. Yeah, I'll go with that. Uh, last one, like I said, Howard and Kumar versus Jay and Silent Bob. Oh, well, I think Jay and Silent Bob win that specifically just because you know that when it comes time, either Silent Bob is going to have some sort of invention, or you know that Jay, that dude could just get crazy. You can just tell, <laughs> yes. you know? I always yeah. go for the win. I'm a massive Kevin Smith fan, so that naturally gets the win for me. Yeah, and Harold doesn't want any trouble. This you know? is very true. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love playing these guys. Thank you so much for that. Um, before we get out of here, um, obviously you said you're recording a new studio album in September. Is there anything you can tell us about it or is it just wait and see? Um, yeah, I mean, I can tell you that the idea is to kind of simplify a little bit. I mean, I've said this on the last two records, and, but I really am going to try, you know, just kind of drunk enough to dance vibe, easy to listen to. But, you know, we'll just have to see. It's You know, it's I, I definitely... You know, there's stuff that I want to say every record that kind of drives it. And the material isn't all written, and it won't be until we're done. And so, you know, I, I do know that the, like, Bowling for Soup fan, average fan that likes our songs is going to love it. Because everybody that I've, you know, my wife and a couple of my friends, the band that hear the stuff, they're just like, it sounds like Bowling for Soup. So, you know, that's the plan. Amazing. Is there a title thought for it yet? Or you know what? I, here's the this is the God's honest truth. I think there is, but I can't remember what it is because uh, <laughs> I think we <laughs> I think we came up with it while we were really drunk on FaceTime, uh, and so it's written down somewhere in somebody's phone. I, I couldn't have asked for a better answer to that question then, really, could I? <laughs> <laughs> so again, thank you so much for your time and coming. Is there anything else you want to plug? Any any upcoming events, social media, et cetera, before we get out of here? Um, on Thursdays, I do a happy hour show um, on Veeps. You can just go to jarrettreddick.veeps.com. Uh, and this Thursday is with Ryan Cabrera, and uh, we're going to be raising some money for a really good charity. Come check that out. Watch for me on Stage It, and just follow me everywhere, J-A-R-E-T-2113. That's amazing. Tom, is there anything else you wanted to ask? Or 
Um, no, I just wanted to say, Jarrett, it's been an absolute pleasure and thank you so much for coming on. It just, it means the world to us. Obviously, we've only started out last October. Um, and so to bag you <laughs> as a oh, guest uh, means the world to us. So I didn't want to, I didn't want to fanboy too much. So no, you know, I've been, well, dude, I, I've been I, appreci- I appreciate the thoughtful ask. You know, it's the, uh, it's the least I could do. So thank you. Thanks for having me. And uh, maybe I'll come back on after the record's out and we'll, we'll see what you guys think. Yes, please. Would, we would love that, please. Yes. I have got to say yeah. just quickly, I'm amazed Tom didn't mention the fact that you two met 10 years ago. Did we? we yeah. So it was only, uh, I think it was not Latitude. It was Wireless Festival in 2010 in Hyde okay. Park. Sure. Um, I gave you, Chris, and I can't, I think I gave all of you actually free food. Okay. From where? <laughs> because I was working at the catering uh, backstage. Okay. And Chris came up to came up to me and was like, it was because it was like seven pound fifty. It's quite expensive for burger and chips. Oh, that's right. So I just went, sorry boys, there you go. Don't worry about it. <laughs> yeah. I man, you know who will remember that, Chris Bernie. He will will he, will he, will he? Will he? Yeah, he will remember that. And uh it's so that is the reason why that was a little foggy for me. That three days was insane. We did a Ireland festival, and then we did that one, and then we did another one all on the same weekend, and I was knackered. Like I was, I was a fucking, just a hungover, just get me to the stage, let me play, and then I'm going to sleep. <laughs> I, I did enjoy your catwalk, though. Yeah, oh, thank you very much. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, Amazing. man, well, dude. Thank you guys so much, and uh, good luck. And let me know when this comes out, and I'll uh, I'll spread the love. Oh, yeah, we'll really appreciate that. I think we'll thank you on so all the social man. media and stuff. So sounds good. Y'all okay. be good. Thank Take you, care, John. Thank you, Mike. Appreciate Thanks, it. Y'all. Hi, I'm Frank Uyamelli, and I'm the narrator for some wonderful audio dramas from Syscast, like Marty and Mars, Bounty Hunters, and a great part in Val Toby, with much more to come. You can find these programs on Spotify or wherever you listen to podcasts. Or head over to our website, www.syscast.com. We are excited to announce that we are now affiliated with the Chronicles of Podcast with Tom and Jamie. Hi, I'm Sarah Hughes. Podcast. Do, 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 do. The Chronicles of Podcast. 